We are back from our mini break and we're going to tackle this last question, which is, can a politician even get elected if they're in favor of a safe supply program? And do enough people understand the problem for a politician to get elected? In other words, is the public knowledgeable enough about um, what safe supply is, how it uh, factors in? I would say no. <laughs> right off the bat, I would say mm -hmm. most people don't have a clue what safe supply is. And if they heard about it, they would probably reject it as a default response. Not because they're bad people, but because they just, it, it sounds weird and it's contrary to what uh, we've grown up with. So what do we know about, uh, what are the chances if we've got a real, say a, a real politician is is on the ballot and they're running one of the major things one of the things they're, they're promising is that they're going to tackle this problem for real. They're going to scrap this safer supply nonsense, and they're going to go at this with the full authority of emergency measures. Can they win an election? Is it possible as far as uh, the current laws are in Canada? What do you think, Corey? Can, could somebody get elected with that kind of a progressive campaign promise? I don't think so. No. I don't think so, unfortunately. I, um, I, I really wish that they could, but we have to consider sort of the, the majority and the kind of the base. I, I don't think so. Both federally within Canada and provincially in our province, I, I don't think it would fly. Mm -hmm. I think there would have to be like a tailor-made, more centrist version of that. And, and I think kind of the safer supply, as you put it earlier, that they've added an R onto safe I, supply. I didn't put it. <laughs> no, no, but they've, they've added an R. Yeah. And I think that is meant to soften the language up and, and say, well, we're not in any way condoning this and we, we still don't approve and it's still wrong, but we're going to make it a little bit safer because we can't ignore the fact that so many people in our province are dying. Yeah, just that the, the addition of that little R there alone tells you how difficult this is politically. I don't know how such a thing could be tackled properly. You're right. We would probably need, I mean, it can't be your, you can't run a whole campaign even in BC and win just on, on safe supply. It would have to be something that lines up with the majority of the people's political values who currently support it. And that what you're looking at there, I believe from what I'm seeing is uh, definitely something that's more uh, on the left side of things. So you can knock the conservative party right out of there. There's no chance they're ever going to go for something like this. Uh, not in the, I don't see it happening with them maybe ever. And certainly not in the next 10 years, the liberals, I mean, you can see what they're doing right now federally they're paying lip service to it they're allowing bc to proceed with the pretend program i'm impressed that bc is has even taken the initiative to try to get something like that you know moving forward but man the, the pace and the lack of access i mean we're going to discuss this i think a little more in our next episode we're going to possibly go over the policy as it was put out in 2021 and then We'll move forward and kind of look at where it is now. But, and honestly, I don't know what rules would have to be changed unless, I, like, I know that because <laughs> technically we've been in an emergency since uh, whatever it is, April of uh, 2016. That's when back then it was the opioid crisis. And, and now 
I'll give them one thing. They've really cleaned up their language. Like if you look at this uh, report, this uh, policy projection from last year, they are saying all the right things, almost. They got a couple of things they're still stuck on, like that R. But it's still just filled with, you know, kind of contradictions and paradoxes and the way they've got the healthcare system involved, at least the way they want to get the healthcare system involved, basically makes it impossible to proceed. The only other option is to try to push it through as something like cannabis, that what we did with cannabis. And my God, did they screw that one up? So, I mean, yes, cannabis is legal. It's available sort of right now. I mean, there's problems with supply, mm-hmm. but that's uh, that's nothing to do with, well, Regardless, it's it's available and it is legal, but to I don't know what it would look like legally or logistically to attempt to roll out a program that basically legalized everything on a on a commercial scale. Like that would be I think it would be insane to attempt that right out the gates. They're wise to the the decriminalization thing is necessary, but again, it's it's still that won't be in place until beginning of next year. And why? You know, I mean, if this is an emergency, it has been an emergency since 2016. Why is it taking so long to get even decrim it? I mean, that should have been move one. The police don't need to be bothered with the guy who's sitting there with a, a personal amount or whatever they're using. It's just it's dangerous for the police. It's it's just it's a, a source of friction. It's bad news all around. It doesn't make any sense. So that's good, but decrim is not going to solve the problem. So yeah, how how is this implemented? Is it possible to get it implemented? Or is this going to be a thing where it's just going to have to be like how they forced, kind of eventually forced cannabis into legalization where it was compassion clubs and enough people kind of coming around to the fact that this is silly, that it's illegal. We're, we're quite a ways from that. And I, I have to get a bit doom and gloom here for a second because I think I'm, a, I'm afraid that we're even farther away at what's coming. So in our province, we don't have a we don't have a conservative party. We don't have a party titled the conservative party. Right. There are parties that have a conservative approach to politics and to social issues, but we don't have a big C titled conservative party. Mm-hmm. Our liberal party is probably closer to the center, and it, in some policies, can be quite conservative, though right. they're not sort of proclaimed, self-proclaimed to be. But federally, across our country, there is a conservative wave happening. There's a new conservative leader who's a populist leader who is garnering a ton of support. Mm -hmm. When I look at the provinces in our country that already have had conservative parties in place, uh, like Ontario, like Alberta, what has happened to healthcare in general, Mm -hmm. just general healthcare, is that they've been cut left and right and social programs have been slashed and burned. When I look at a province like Ontario at their drug policy versus a province like British Columbia, Ontario has been way further behind. So, and although in our in British Columbia we have a the New Democratic Party, which we've said is sort of a, a left leaning, quote unquote, socialist party, if you will, though they're not sort of radical in in any sense of the word, I wouldn't no. say. But the majority of the voters in British Columbia are more conservative, and in if you look at a map of the province. Federally, the Conservative Party, uh, in a federal election, the Conservative Party wins in a vast swath of our province. The more sort of liberal NDP votes happen in, in smaller in cities within our, pro- our province, like Vancouver, Victoria, mm-hmm. and all along the coast. Yeah. So 
with this sort of political change that's happening in our country right now, it really, it makes me afraid that A, our provincial government will have to cater to the federal government in order to keep a working relationship there. Will we see some of these policies that that are just sort of crawling forward? Will we see them stop? Will we see a lack of support from the federal government? Probably, if that Mm. government changes. So my fear in the next year is that things will really derail in some of these, in progress in some of these areas. That's my doom and gloom. Well, yeah. You know what? I didn't even consider the fact that you know, politically, it, it it seems to be always a pendulum swing, right? And I am almost, well, I'm not almost, I'm afraid to see what this next pendulum swing looks like because it went so haywire to the left. And now I'm worried that we are going to be, you know, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. And this is in Canada, let alone the States. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I that's a very, it's a very big possibility that we get many more blue seats, blue uh, cities and in provinces. And yeah, I, I don't think judging by what I saw the last time the conservatives were in power, I mean, my God, they didn't even, they slashed everything. Like the, yeah. the, you couldn't do science in Canada. Well, those guys. It, it, exactly. Exactly. And we it know was, that uh, we know that there's a, that conservatism, at least in in this day and age in across North America is tightly linked with like morality and religion mm. and we know that healthcare gets cut anyway because we got to save money cuz we don't want taxes so they say yep but then add this addition of like the the moral religious discussion and safe supply doesn't have a hope in hell yeah yeah you make a pretty big point there and I, and then maybe this is i think <laughs> struggling to remember how this all played out with cannabis but i think even during the times when we had a conservative federal government bc was still there was still a contingent kind of an underground contingent who was fighting away fighting away oh yes and they got the toehold in with medical and then they kind of climbed through squeeze through there and then they got things happening where all of a sudden there was uh you know, kind of a gray market set up and it yep. sort of forced its way in. Right. And that was, uh, regardless of what the political climate was, there was enough, but this is, you know, in comparison to cannabis, this is a tough sell because most people don't care, you know, unless they're, they've been directly affected. You have to spend a little bit of time to even understand what this concept means and then you have to spend probably some more time to learn how it would work to not only save lives, but money. And I mean, it's just once you understand what how it would work, it's it's kind of a no brainer, but it takes time and effort to get there. And I don't know how much time and uh, attention span people are willing to give, you know, and and yeah, I mean, even less if if we do tend towards a more of a right wing conservative government. So yeah, who knows? Might have to just go uh, Heisenberg style, you know? Uh, <laughs> that will happen. I think it, it will. It, yeah. it will. It will. You know, I just, one last disheartening anecdote <laughs> was, that, <laughs> was that I had reason to, to, to um, watch a, a live stream of a, a council meeting in my community. And one of the count, they, they got talking about. about Were you mandated? I was, I was not, I was, I was watching by choice and they were talking about 
they were talking about toxic drugs and overdose deaths. And one of the city councilors in my community got up and said, we just need, we need to go back to teaching our children to just say no. Oh my God. And I, I thought like, what, like what year did Nancy Reagan say that in like fifties? We're going so far back. You like, and I, again, I, I live in a community that is not necessarily a good representation of our province or our country. I don't think, mm. but like, Oh it's my kind God. of a mix, right? Because <laughs> you're, it, it you're sort of on the fringe. You're not in the city, but you're not, you're sort of rural, but not rural like Prince George or, you know what I mean? Like not North, like the further North you go in BC, I mean, you get up to like, I, I remember voting in Chetwin and that was pretty funny. It, their final vote, I think was 98% conservative or something like, yeah. I must've been one of the only guys in town. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, man, but you, you understand why? I mean, the, the way they get treated, the way the money gets doled out, of course, mm-hmm. you're going to be mm-hmm. resentful towards uh, everybody who's voting a certain way down in the lower mainland. And, you know, it's uh, there's a lot to it, but yes, but th- that's like a just a, it was like a little snapshot about of what we're kind of up against that we're up against a, a mentality that is like clinging to the 1985 approach to just say no to drugs. Did, did this really happen? You're not. No, no, this really happened. A guy got a, a, and and said, "We need to teach our kids to just say no." Yeah. What did the rest of the uh, people there do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Silence. Eh? And this was said to a mother who had lost her son to fentanyl. Oh, my good God. Yep. In 2022, ladies and gentlemen, we're still wow. talking that way. Imagine the, so not just ignorant, but confident, confident <laughs> enough in that <laughs> ignorance to get up there and tell a mother who just lost. Uh, that is something. Wow. Yep. Yep, it's mm. just alarming. That is alarming. Yeah. Well, I guess there's always moving to another country, but uh, you know, who's? I looked a little while ago. I was discussing this with a. There's a couple that uh, were they were in the pharmacy and they've had enough of Canada. They're they're from Hungary and they're like this place is going to hell in a handbasket. They're going back home. They've literally and not waiting or anything. They're going next month. Like they wow. <laughs> yeah, they sold everything. They're gone. So you guys are lost. You are heading for a bad place and we're out of here. We're going back wow. to st- stable territory. Yeah. So yeah. And I, I looked, uh, Spain is very progressive, but their economy's destroyed. You know, like there is some European countries that have progressive laws, but there's nowhere really on earth that's completely, I mean, I guess there's little pockets of lawlessness and stuff like that, but uh, even Norway is is not really, I mean, they were still too far behind on many issues. Where can we go? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have an answer to that question, but. No. Well, we'll see, I guess. Uh, we'll see how things go and we'll hope for the best. Yep. And maybe we'll be surprised. Yep. Right. Because look at us, we're a couple guys who uh, have problems seeing the good, <laughs> seeing the good, <laughs> and seeing the light. Right? We like to be, uh, we tend to be more pessimistic. So hopefully we're wrong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe things will be more progressive. Yeah, I think that's good for for now. And uh, when we come back again, like I said, we'll probably discuss where safer supply is, where it's going, and we've also got to get some 
We've had a couple of guests fall through and be elusive. So we've uh, we've got to get another guest in. So if listeners are, if you know anybody who's interested in coming in and and talking about any kind of addiction-related issue, we'd love to have them on. And other than that, yeah, emails, comments, we want to hear from you. Let us know. 